Luno, the fastest, easiest way to buy Bitcoin. If you're just getting into crypto, it's the perfect place to start. Hey guys, and welcome back to my show. It's 10 p.m. here, so I am pushing through. We're keeping up the energy, and it's going to be really great. I have a really interesting guest. Before we bring on my amazing guest, um, this is powered by Icon Plus, as usual. So really quick news announcement for you. So this week, Icon has announced its BTP working group, which will fulfill Icon's vision of becoming the go-to interoperability blockchain and crypto by the end of 2021. So lots of competition for this spot at the moment. So that's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. Now, this is um, sponsored by BlockFi. You can actually get up to $250 if you sign up. I use them. You can also get up to, um, I think it's about 8.6% interest. They might have changed those. I, I can't remember. But... They're really cool. I use them, so I'd recommend them. Um, so joining me today is a really cool guest, somebody that I've only recently gotten to know from the other side of the crypto community. It is Crypto Eddie. What's up? How are you doing? Hey, hey, Leia. Nice to see you. It's yeah. good to see you. How are you? Yeah, thank you for inviting me onto your channel. I'm, I'm great. You know, we are on opposite ends of the world. So for me, it's a little after seven in the morning. So I feel like, yes, I'm up early and it's going to be a very productive day. Good. I love that. I think it's insane that we are on opposite ends of the world right now because I'm telling my friends that I've got a show and it's 10 p.m. at night and they think I'm absolutely nuts. And I'm saying I'm speaking to somebody all the way in Japan and they think it's crazy that we can do this in the community. Yeah, there's really no time in crypto at all in, in terms of uh, geographic location, zero, zero. Yeah, it's insane. And that's kind of, I think that was actually one of the first things that hit me when I joined this space. I, it's like a Saturday night for me once. And I remember somebody was just messaging me, like trying to book in interviews and work. And I'm like, what is happening right now? It's the weekend and it's, you know, midnight. But, you know, it's, uh, it's the time for yeah. someone somewhere. There is, there is no weekend anymore is what I've learned. And you lose track of days. You don't even know which day it is. And the other thing too, which is uh, maybe maybe it's just me, but you hear the the people that do TA, yeah, and they say the daily close. Well, we got to hit the daily close. I'm like, oh, which, which day, day are you talking about? <laughs> I still don't get that at all, and I under I understand what they're saying, but really, it doesn't apply anymore. Tw it, crypto is twenty four seven. So they're in and it's in it's, uh, you know, I'm 17 hours ahead of most of the world. So it, there is no daily close anymore. I don't get it. No, that, no you're, you're absolutely right. It's literally not. But I actually have fun with that sometimes because like when Bitcoin is like reaching new highs or something, like I can sort of say it happened today and everyone's like, no, it happened yesterday. And I'm just sort of I, I like to play with it. Um, but I've got an interesting plan for us right now um, and for our viewers. So usually I keep things quite um, structured, um, even though it's probably nicer when it's more chilled, but it's just the way I am. I do things quite structured, but I'm going to go totally unfiltered. And I've asked you to bring two topics and I've brought two topics. Now I'll kick this off because um, I have a really interesting one which I think everybody is going to really enjoy. And I think you and I might be a little bit aligned on this. Um, so usually I wouldn't talk about this, but I'm going to take it from a different angle. So I'm going to forgive me for saying these words because it's just not like me, but I'm going to talk about women in crypto. Oh, oh God, no. Yeah. I hate, I okay. hate, I hate saying these words. I don't do very often, but it, but, but maybe sometimes we should. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hang on, hang on. Before you get there, see my angle okay. first, see my angle. Okay. So women in crypto, women in industries, women in is sort of a term that, we just see thrown around all the time. Now, I don't know if I should get into this at 10 p.m. I've got to make sure I, I articulate myself correctly um, as to not offend anyone. Um, but I want to talk about it and I really want to get your opinion on that kind of stance and whether, firstly, you know, we need women in. You know, do we really need women in? Mm -hmm. I'll start with that. What are your thoughts on that? Well, we need more people. And so the, if you're going to separate men from women, the women are still underrepresented. Uh, you know, they're just not represented like the men are. So um, I guess we don't need them because of the differences in, in the way they think or the, or the way they, they approach life. I don't think that's why we need them. 
but I think that we need them in, to make sure that they are inclusive. I feel bad that, that many of them are missing out, especially those that possibly don't have a partner who has brought them into the space. Because I understand some women are involved, but just not engaging with uh, conversations on Twitter or what have you, but they're not missing out because they've got someone else that's, that's uh, in the space some way, somehow. Well, what I feel bad for are the women who are not, don't have any exposure to crypto. That's, that's, that's horrible. And so that just, again, adds to the separation of the haves and the haves, have nots. And, and that worries me that women are missing out on one of the greatest transfers of wealth that we're going to see in a very long time. And it's going to occur and it has occurred. Actually, it has occurred already and look how many people have missed out. So that worries me. So I guess the, the simple one line, yes, no answer to your uh, question is yes, we do. But it's not because we're, we're different. <laughs> It's because yeah. I don't want women to, to miss out. Yeah, I think there's two parts there. So I tend to agree with you when we talk about, I don't necessarily think women bring anything different just because they're women. I, I, I really don't. I think, you know, people are so diverse and so complex that their value goes far beyond their gender. Um, yeah. I'm never offended when knowing that there's more men in the space. I think that, it's sort of just natural and I get a bit frustrated seeing people push women down paths which I think from a biological standpoint they're sort of let's you know generically less interested in but in terms of giving women exposure I think it's a really interesting point so somebody was talking about gun rights to me and um, they said gun rights are a woman's right and I thought that was really fascinating um whether you're pro-guns or not or whatever, but I thought that was really fascinating just because I could sort of understand that, you know, in terms of protecting women, empowering women. And I sort of feel a similar way to crypto because of what you're saying in terms of that that wealth and that that, that generational wealth and that, that, that kind of move. Um, because I, I think one of the things that is so important for women is I, I hate seeing women trapped because they don't have, um, they don't have wealth. And then they're not able to, let's say, you know, do what they want, pick a man that they want, because they feel like they have to follow, you know, wealth or money or whatever it is. So I guess, you know, it financially empowers women. So from that standpoint, I like it. Yeah, the last thing you want to see is people not make decisions to improve their life in terms of being happy, uh, because financially, they can't afford to. And so exactly. that is, that's, that's, and that happens, typically, more often with women, especially those women who have children, because they are really driven to be a caretaker. And so they their energy is is just wiped out in terms of time and focus. And they really, you know, it's 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 just that much more difficult. So yeah, it's it's in how and I've never really approached like how am I going to change that? Because I don't believe that that should be something I try to do. I just mm -hmm. try to do my own thing. And actually my world is, I feel it's genderless, to be honest with you. Okay. I, I don't even remember half the time because I'm, I'm actually, I've been in this um, space in the working world for years and years and years and years. And it's always, always the field that I have been in has always been predominantly male. I mean, it's been always 80%. And or more. And so I, I guess I just don't think I don't think in terms of gender, believe it or not, I really don't. But I think that it's really a shame if if the women are left out. Yeah. And I yeah, think I hate the women that are following me, by the way, I, I you know, I, I do do take notice and they are older. And I don't know if that's just because I'm older or if it's just because they have matured in their in their line of investments, you know. Oh. Uh, but it's, I don't have a lot of young 
When I'm talking young, I mean, you know, we we all know when we have a YouTube channel that Google breaks down our analytics for us on our backside. So we see a lot. It's not like we're guessing. We actually see the numbers that come and we see that, you know, the the 20s and the 30s and the 40s and the 50s and the 60s, they break it down for us, right? I I, I don't know about you, but what is your percentage of women? Have you looked lately on your analytics? Where oh, are it's you? absolutely tiny. It's tiny. It's mainly men. And and I'm really okay with that. I'm beyond okay yeah. with it because I, like I said, I'm never offended by it. And there's this huge push to bring more women in. And I just, to put it bluntly, I don't think it's that deep, you know, as they say, like, I don't think it's that dramatic. Um, I think like, like we were talking about before, I think it's amazing to empower people and give them financial freedom. Um, and, you know, like you were saying, women sometimes have a harder time, you know, naturally taking on the role of the caretaker for their kids and whatever. And so, you know, having that, that kind of passive income is so liberating um, mm -hmm. and amazing. Um, but I, I just, I get so frustrated. And, you know, here's, here's a funny thing as well. I think I'm quite vocal about it. I think I'm quite vocal about my stance on it. And I get people reaching out to me saying, Hey, we should work together. We, you know, we need more women in. I love your content. No, and I'm like, I don't I'm like, like that. I'm like, don't I, try and connect with me. No, I run from that. I run yeah. from that. So it's really rare that that you and I have connected now for the second time because it's just it's just super rare because I don't do it because I have an agenda to bring in more women or that I I, I just don't do it. It's just not my in fact, I even get a little, I even get a little, uh, don't do that when I see the, oh, you know, the most, you see the list coming from media that says the most influential women in crypto or the, or the, uh, you know, I just was like, why do we have to, why do we have to do that? Why? Well, here's a dilemma. Here's a dilemma. Somebody actually um, featured me in an article as a woman in. And you know, like I'm a nice person and I appreciate that. I thought that was really kind. So I was like, I was like, do I retweet or do I not? Do I retweet yeah. or do I ignore? I was like, right. what? Now I have to like, I retweeted it. Cause you know, it was nice to be included. So I was like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I was invited to participate in the Binance. Binance has a, has a, yeah. a you probably know about it. I can't do it because I, I still am um, a U.S. citizen, and so I'm I'm unable to participate in that group. But I even have trouble with that. You know, it's like I understand what they're trying to do, but it. I think in in at the end of the day, it just provides more division and more separation, and that's what I don't like. Yeah, I totally agree with you, and I think this idea is the, is exactly the same when it comes to race. And obviously, I'm not black, so I find it really hard to. I feel a bit uncomfortable talking about this, but I, as a woman, I do feel like it's the exact same idea. Just you can literally just follow through the ideology in that it's almost. I find it almost insulting and almost patronizing to be chosen based on my gender and saying like, okay, let's do something nice for the ladies. It's like no, no, no that's actually insulting that you think that we need something nice. Like just, if you really want to, if you want equality, then treat me as an equal. Don't make a nice little cute, um, you know, little show. I was like, nah, it's okay. Like I can make my own show. <laughs> I don't need you to, you know what I mean? And yeah, I mean, here's, here's an interesting one. And then we'll, then we'll move on top and then we'll move on to the mm -hmm. topics. Um, a lot of people talk about nature versus nurture. And a lot of people will say, well, no, women would be more interested if it wasn't for social programming, you know, like men are given Bob the Builder. Um, wait, do you, do you know what Bob the Builder is or is that a British thing? Is it an icon that he's kind of a muscled out guy and real macho it's like, or something? I don't that's know. That's so funny. I just realized it was British. That's so funny. Um, it's it's like, a, like an action man, you know, action man? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know, okay, good. I'm just making sure. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So it's like an extra man. It's basically encouraging boys at a young age, you know, like, you're Bob the Builder. You, you build, you're strong. And then women oh, get like dolls and babies. And we get to like the princesses. Have Barbie. Yeah, and, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I see. Okay. So is it an action figure that's sold in the UK? No, Bob the Builder is um, a TV show, actually. Um, oh, but it's a bit, totally but like you'd, they'd sell the merch and, you know, yep. boys would be, I'm Bob the Builder. You know, it's not like, it's not like, Chloe, it's probably Chloe the cleaner, not Chloe the 
or Chloe the chef, not Chloe the builder, which is also fine. So my question is, sorry, I'm, I'm, I, I go yeah. on. My question is, is it nature versus nurture or is this actual like programming from a young age, which has then made us choose different things? Well, I think it's a little of both. I think it's a little of both. I think we're definitely a you know product of our environment for sure. And a product of how we get pushed into certain roles, but I also think there's a there's there is something to be said about you are you know you're you're born that way. So I think it's a little of both. I don't think it's so easy. It's it's much more complex than that. I totally agree with you. I do think it's a bit of both. Um, but what I can say is I have two older brothers, mm -hmm. and so when I was younger, I definitely went through a phase of wearing boy clothes. Mm. And I didn't, I don't play with Barbies. I play with Action Man, you know, I I, I watch wrestling and, and all that stuff because my brothers were interested in that. But as I got older and I actually became into myself, I started to become far more feminine because mm -hmm. you can't really fight biology. Yeah, that's where you are, who you are. And yeah. then, yeah. And then the other thing, I think sometimes girls do go through that period where they try to uh, compete with boys to, almost just have you know proving to yourself that you can do it yeah. i remember playing flag football with the boys i hated the football game but i wanted to play the flag football because i wanted to show the guys i can you know i can play yeah. as well as they can so uh yeah i just think it's so much more complex than than I, but I but I wish we paid less attention to it is what I guess I'm saying, which is yeah. why I don't like the I don't like the list. I don't like the campaigns. I don't like the narrative behind it. I don't even like when I get on the backside of Twitter and I'm in a you know, we have sometimes we have backside Twitter groups. Right. And um, if you make yourself known, you'll hear comments like, oh, clean up the language. We've got a lady in here. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> you should hear me speak. I'm terrible. <laughs> So that almost then takes away my right to be able to to use whatever language I want to use because it's considered that it has to be cleaned up because I'm because, you know, oh, we got a woman in the house. We got to clean up the language. I just all of that just drives me crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. And I think when it comes to kind of these differences overall, the more we talk about it, the more we make a big thing about it. Yeah. the more we perpetuate it I mean let, I mean we can just look at like America is just so funny as, as an example I mean they literally have black only spaces to to make to, to make it like a, a safe space yes like yeah, in parts of college that. campuses yeah to make yeah. it like a safe space um which is which is which is literally taking you back to the 60s it's the same result different intentions but the same result and we're still segregating, we're still, you know, it's still an issue. And I think kind of like the only way to get over it is to just not talk about it, just to move forward, basically. Um, yeah, I don't know why you would do that. So so if you had a, a space, take, take anything else out, let's say you are um, Asian and you have an Asian yeah. space, uh, a safe Asian space. And then what happens if then you end up marrying somebody who is completely- You're a traitor. Yeah. Right. And then and then your child is is automatically if you if you promote that separate spaces and if you have children then your child is actually out. There's no there's no there's no space. You know so I, I don't I don't understand why people would support that. I don't understand it. I'm with you and I think one of the biggest issues that um people who are um mixed race find they don't know where they belong um I mean my my cousins are actually mixed race and I know yeah. that I know that and, and they're mixed with religion and it's a lot and I know that they're beautiful and everything they're just growing up I think they definitely weren't sure where they belonged because they didn't belong there but they didn't belong there and it's a shame um and, it, and it's crazy so I think it, it's an interesting topic and I think you know we massively agree which was really cool when I, I sort of noticed you were like liking some of those things I wrote and I was like oh we're on the same page. I like that. Um, but I asked you to bring a topic. So hit me with it. So I just looked this morning. I had one actually last night that I had in mind. And then I reread that you said bring two. So 
I had to think of another one. And that one I'm going to bring up now. And I looked on the, you have the most interesting tweets lately. I mean, your tweets, the style of your tweets, I'm usually way too wordy. I'm always trying to put way too much into the space. And you've got it down to where you are. You are just pinpointing your point in a probably less than six or seven words. It's a real, it's, I can't do it. So I really admire it. And, and you're always just really, for me, at least you're hitting, you're hitting very hot points of topics for discussion and for critical thought. And the one that you put recently was what's the worst financial decision you made and what's the best financial decision you made. And when you actually have to ask yourself that, wow, that's a, that's a big one to talk, to think about. And it wasn't so easy for me to do it because I think um, you start to look at like maybe something that you bought that required maintenance, for example, like now that I live in, in Tokyo, I don't have to own a car. And so I mm. think, gosh, owning a car was one of the worst financial decisions I ever made because of the maintenance and of the insurance and of the gas and everything. I mean, you know, so, but what I really think was the worst financial decision I have made many times in my life is to align yourself or to spend time on people who are very difficult to maintain a friendship with. And what I mean difficult is that they they grab your focus away from what you're really trying to focus on. They suck you full of energy, you know, your energy because you're always trying to make them happy. You know, it's the people who are always complaining about something or they're they're always having some drama in their life. And eventually you realize that that's the way they are on a daily basis. And they're depriving you of, I think, a lot of happiness. And so the worst decision financially is to remain friends with those people and spend time. And, and the best decision, and it's the hardest, is to move on. It's really brutal, but you have to really choose who you, who you spend your valuable time with and on so that yeah my no I think it's brilliant um you are I, I say this every single day you are absolutely a product of I think at least is it what did they say the five people you spend your time with um mm. and I think and I was talking to somebody earlier I think when you're in this space or you know when you sort when you're ambitious or you have a dream or you or whatever it is or you you know you think for yourself or you want to do things a bit differently it can be a bit of a lonely path to take um because not everybody sees the world the way you see it. Um, even, even right now, politically, you know, we're so divided. You know, the conversation we just had is, is a conversation that I probably couldn't have with a lot of my friends. Um, they would, you know, they'd be very like, obviously we need women in, you know, it, it, it's sort of very surface level. You can't really be like, but why? <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm, I'm definitely with you. And I think that's actually hard though isn't it because you have to I also put out a tweet I was like would you rather be alone or surrounded by the wrong uh, people right how do you feel about that oh I'm totally I guess I'm one of those people I am completely comfortable with being alone I mean I'm the type of person I can go to dinner by myself oh, you know like can you do it it's easy for me actually <laughs> yeah I mean I've done a lot of lunches by myself because I've lived in a lot of foreign cities on my mm -hmm. own. So I've done a lot of like wine, like, you know, imagine like the French style, like wine and, a, and like a, a Vogue, you know, posh cigarette the way they, you know, I tried that one out and that was, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I love my own space. I'm mm -hmm. actually moving house. I'm moving countries, but um, I was trying to decide whether to live with somebody or whether to not live with somebody. And I was about to choose to live with this girl. We've, there's this terrace, it's huge, you know, it's amazing. I literally panicked. I panicked so much because I feel like people's energy rubs off on me really easy, really easily. Um, and I just, I, I like who I am and I just wanna like protect my energy. 
and so I'm really conscious of being with other people because um, I just I really like to spread out and like you know the way I'm doing like this with my arms like I just like when I can't even ver uh, verbalize what I'm trying to say I like to express myself and I, I would worry living with someone that um that I couldn't yeah it's added stress it's like do you take a vacation alone or do you take a vacation with someone and I I, I can do both but I have just as much fun going alone you know it's easier it's easier it's just easier it is you don't have to answer to anyone you can go for dinner when you want to go for dinner you can stay out as long as you want to stay out you know you don't have to think about anyone I mean like I was saying when I was thinking about living with someone what if I want to have a bunch of friends over like I'm, I'm very social you know get everybody over have a big barbecue I'd hate to ask someone for permission right I hate it yeah so so I I imagine you decided to go go to you know live alone and you're going to move out of the country wow you're going to a new country have you ever lived in this country before that you've chosen no i've never lived there i've been a bunch of times on holiday but i've never lived there but to be honest like i just i just totally need it i just i'm in the uk right now and it's too cold for me um the cold makes my heart cold <laughs> um so yeah so yeah it'll, it'll be it'll be really good um but i i'm totally with you i think you know you have to be so careful who you surround your who you, who you surround yourself with and sometimes it means walking a, a lonelier path but it is what it is isn't it yeah i guess i just don't see it as the lonely path okay. i see it as, yeah i just don't see it that way i just see it as uh i'm tired of trying to compromise and set my you know set my life back um based on trying to take care and you know help people who can't be helped <laughs> you know I've, I've you you try but there are some people who just choose to go to that you know unhappy lots of drama always have a problem and and then it takes your time and that's what the financial part that's what i'm saying is that yeah. Financial financial success is based on how much time you have. For us right now in crypto, time is really, really important because we have to do a lot of research. And if you don't have that time to devote to the space to make good decisions, well, then you're going to get financially burned. So that's that's why I see the connection. of how Opportunity you, costs of uh, yeah. spending time with shitty people. There you go. <laughs> Right. It, it's yeah. it's out your yeah you're absolutely right um you know i think it's it, it's just especially you know even when you're trying to bring people into crypto and you sort of say to them trust me you know you really want to do this you really want to get this and having to go over the same thing and the same thing and the same thing and some people just don't want to some people don't want to learn some people don't want to take risks some people just don't want to hear it um you know i've had that so many times when i'm trying to help people with their career like i think social media is just so important as we've seen and um you know I, I know people who are trying to do this and trying to do that and i'm like please leverage social media there's only so many times i can say it and then then you know the opportunity cost kicks in and it's just like yeah i gotta get back to work yeah right yeah you well it's that whole you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink so i don't even do the leading to the water anymore <laughs> You've absolutely had enough. I love that. But speaking of bringing new people in, um, this was another topic I wanted to chat to you about. We can go briefly over this one, to be honest. But um, NFTs, I really wanted to get your opinion on it because they're really hot. Um, I think two minutes ago I read, so nobody quote me on this, okay? I saw it on Bloomberg, maybe the New York New York Times or New York Post. I don't know. I'm not American. Um, they put out an article about NFTs and then they made it into an NFT. So, um, so like this thing is going mainstream. Um, I wondered what your thoughts were on it. Do you think it's a bubble or do you think, um, you know, there's actual useful technology here beyond the bubble? I think a couple of things, because I have a, a, a background in high resolution digital images that uh, from a world of art publishing. And what I'm seeing in a lot of these NFTs is the violations of intellectual property. Sometimes, and many times, you're gonna see images that that person doesn't have the right to use, especially when you use it in the form of making money on it. And so nobody's clearing the rights on these images. Now, Beeple totally, that was all his work. He made yeah. 
one image every day by himself 5,000 days in a row. No problem. But if you go and go through Rarible or if you go through uh, OpenSea, you can see the use of many, many images like in montages and collages and, and they, the people who are selling that don't have the rights. They have not cleared the rights with either. There are rules in, in the world of how long an image belongs to the artist. And mm -hmm. France has actually defined for us in this world up to 70 years. And then if that artist dies, the family has the rights to continue a foundation to protect the rights okay. of that artist. And so you see a lot of great artists that were in the turn of the century or um, they haven't fallen into public domain because they still have uh, the rights being maintained by, by a family foundation. So that's one thing I see. And that hasn't blown up yet. And I know that there are a lot of intellectual property attorneys out there that are getting contacted. And, and I think you're going to see a lot of lawsuits. So that's that's one point that I have that I think the people who are not in the space of images, you know, this is mm -hmm. the first time that the mass masses have been brought in to buy images and they don't understand intellectual property rights. Okay, so that's one. Second thing is, I think that the the NFTs as they are today are not gonna be the NFTs that we see a year or two or three or four down the road. I think it's going to evolve and it's going to be, for example, I think that technology is going to allow us to, to actually create NFTs that have technology in them that include uh, more than just maybe an audio file, but, but more data is going to be, you know, it's going to go to a next level so that if you wanted to, for example, cherry blossom season right now, and I take a picture of a really beautiful blossom, but what I want to do is I also want to embed the surrounding audio for yeah. that so that somebody can say, oh my gosh, I've got this image of the, you know, in terms of a, uh, let's say a short video. But in addition to that short video, I can hear the audio of people walking uh, and talking. And so you've got yeah. these conversations that are going. And I just think that the, the whole experience of an NFT is going to be way, way more than just a static image or a short video. Oh. Yeah, I think it's going to totally change. I don't think it has sustainability with the way it is right now. Yeah, I think so. Going back to your first um, point about regulation, I think that one's really interesting because I've seen, um, you know, people's tweets being minted as NFTs and sold. Um, mm -hmm. Surely there has to be some issues regarding intellectual property. I mean, if somebody took one of my tweets, don't right. do it, anyone watching. <laughs> uh, you know I'd be a little bit frustrated so I'm sure there's some issues surrounding that I don't know which jurisdiction gets involved I well, don't know new, how it works yeah new laws will be created because this is a space yes. that is new so you're you're going to have attorneys that actually take it to the courts and then there will be rulings and then it'll be like you can't ever take anybody's tweet you can't ever take anybody's um, image without their permission or you have to license it, you know, it, yeah, all those, all those new rules and laws will be formed out of this. Yeah, no, oh, absolutely. And, and we're already seeing that happen in crypto now in general, right? Um, but what the way I look at it is, okay, so I think like the NFT digital art situation is a bubble, in my opinion, I think there's value, but I think it's a bubble in that, right now it, it's just blowing up but the idea that you can verify something i think is fantastic yeah so maybe i'm looking at this like really in a 2d kind of way but i've said this before but i really look at the value of nfts coming from like physical things like if you have a rolex watch or a handbag or like a designer product and then you can you know actually verify and know um you know whether it's real or not because fakes are getting so um right. they're getting so advanced to the point where they're not even a fake they just came out of different factories yeah um, but basically well, the same factory. yes the same factory but different uh, different vans so the supply chain is just different 
um, somewhere on that chain. Um, right. So I, I think that's going to be really interesting. Um, and, you know, talking about advancing it, I also think, you know, house deeds. Um, I think I saw somebody sent me today. Um, let me get it on my phone, actually. I can get it up. Somebody told me that um, an NFT of a, a digital house has just been, has gone up. Let me see if I can find it. Here we go. So Mars House, the world's first NFT backed virtual home sold for more than 370,000 pounds, a virtual home that you can't even live in. It's gimmicky. It's gimmicky. It is. Is that the bubble though? Is that the bubble? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's fun for people to be a part of that because, and I think, and I think also the people who are buying at these crazy prices, it's also like, again, I'm just going to take you back to an, a situation in Japan at the first of the year, always at New Year, they auction off a big tuna. And that tuna is like kind of setting the precedence for the market for the new year. And it, it, it'll sell for like unbelievable amount of money, like, you know, like a million dollars for a blue tuna. And yeah. What it, and the guy who. Oh, I think we. He, oh, he hang on. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Is and it me or is it you? You're you're perfect. You're not lagging. You're not lagging. Can you hear me? Oh, there we go. Are. I think we're back. Yeah. You were perfect. I can't I hear you. Though. Can you hear me? Yes. You can hear me? Yes. <laughs> okay. I can't hear you. Maybe oh, no. it's me. Bear with me one sec. Let's have a look. Okay. Audio. I didn't mute myself. Um, mic, speakers. Hmm. Testing. I don't test. know. Can you guys let us know in the comments if, who you can hear? Guys, Testing. let us know if you can hear me because Eddie, I can't hear you. Eddie, I can't really? hear you. I, you're fine and I don't show muted. Let me I don't know why. Mute and unmute. I'm unmute. Oh, you can hear both of us. That's cool. They can hear both of us, but I'm the only one that can't hear. Oh, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Okay, okay. Wait, no, it's cut out. It's cut out. Let me take these out. Okay. I can hear you. Okay. I I'm can not hear sure you. what it is. There we go. Yeah, maybe it's my my rubbish AirPods. I actually dropped them on the on the floor before I, before we started. So there we go. I'm sorry. I missed what you were saying. We were talking about the house and how that's the bubble. Yeah, and so I think that um the people who are buying these at crazy prices are doing it for marketing, in my opinion. They're bringing attention to themselves and then it, they can use it as a line item to write off. Uh, it just becomes a, a marketing expense. You know, you can you can turn that purchase into a marketing expense that you you can justify. Oh, I purchased this to give myself some exposure because I needed to have, um, you know, a a uh, window to advertise myself, my product, or whatever. So I think some of these prices are being driven by just people who have money that want to bring attention to themselves and it's a form of marketing. So that's, that's where I think some of these high prices are coming from. Yeah. I mean, Justin's son is the perfect example of that. What did he, Justin buy? He, he, didn't he like offer, well, firstly, he was, he's always putting like millions down. I can't remember how much he put, he offered on the Beatles oh. thing. Maybe he put down like a few million. Um, um, and then he, you know, the Warren Buffett thing a few, a yeah. few years ago, he's always putting yeah. down millions. Um, but what's your final topic? Tell me, what's the final topic? Um, I wanted to talk about micro excellence. Have you heard? I have not. So I didn't really know this term either. And it is a term that a lot of athletes have used in their training and in a really easily to be understood is that it's about just improving like a 1% from the day prior to bring your excellence up to a level where you are going to just kill it. And what the, these uh, trainers have learned is that if you apply this micro excellence in your life for even just the simplest things, the, the tasks that you do every day, I'm talking about tasks like, like laundry or task like cleaning or whatever it, it's the same it the same outcome applies so it's not about what you have accomplished it's all about how much have you improved 
on a day-to-day by day basis. And so, you know, I think as content creators, I don't know about you, but but it's a challenge to keep your life in balance um, for some of the jobs or some of the things that you have to do that, uh, you know, I'll just give you one example because you can, you can tie it to something that is as trivial as, and I'm going to give you a real example. So being a content creator has taken me away from maintaining a garden. Okay. Okay. And I'm really sad about that because I really, really love to take care of, of the plants and the flowers. I just love both. Huh? You can't do both. Ah, see, that's that balance of time. So I, I unfortunately, I, I, you know, everybody says, well, you ha- it's your choice. You're not exercising. Why not? It's your choice. You can do it. But it, it's life is always about trying to find that balance. So I've got it. I've got a balcony that's full of old potted plants that have died. <laughs> oh, <bless. laughs> I know it's terrible. And then when you see it and you think to yourself, oh, my gosh, this is going to take me all day, if not two days to clean up. So instead of trying to do it all at once, you just every day attack it, like maybe just one pot. I'm just gonna take one pot today. And then you dump out the dirt and then that pot goes into either storage or whatever whatever it is you wanna do with it. And then the next day, okay, let's, let's do 1% better than I did yesterday. And the concept is, is that when you take those jobs that you just keep putting off the simple tasks of, of just maintaining your life so that it has balance and you can apply it to your exercise, your food. You know how you, you see some people, they say, well, I really don't like vegetables, but I'll, but I'll have one bite of a vegetable today. And then next day I'll have two bites. And, you know, it's the same sort of thing. But what I found is that the concept of this, you know, this micro excellence concept of just improving your day by 1% every day really does work, really does work. Yeah, I had no idea that it was called uh, micro excellence. Is that what you said it was? That's what the athletes call it, yeah. It's really interesting. I totally agree. It's not something that I consciously thought about, um, mm-hmm. but I'm with you because just in general, when you wanna achieve something, Sometimes it can be so daunting and it's like looking at like these really big steps, you know, these huge steps that you have to climb, which are, you know, in front of you. But if you just take, okay, well, I just have to do a small step. We call it a small step, you know, we go to sleep and then we rest and then we eat. Then the next day I can do another small step, you know? So I guess it is just, it is just small steps, but I I totally agree with you in terms of, you know, creating content and having to find that balance. Um, Mm. And uh, there's always, I don't know where the saying comes from. I'm too I'm too sleepy at this point to remember. But there's a saying: uh, "Was uh, you're only as good as your last performance, or whatever uh-huh. it is." You know. Uh-huh. So I'm always like, I'm terrible. I'm always like, well, I'm only as good as my last video or my last TikTok. Yeah. You know, if one TikTok got half a million views, but the other only other, that one got two two thousand, I'm like, well, I'm only worth two thousand views. <laughs> so, right. You, know, it, it, you have to you have to find that balance. And what I would say though is everything that we've had with this pandemic has just thrown balance just right off. You yeah. know, is, you know, the UK is still in lockdown. I've been in lockdown since December and um, which has been insane. Um, and there is no balance. So why, you know, why am I working at night? Well, because I, you know, number one, I like it, but also number two, I don't, I don't have anywhere to go. So, you know, so that, that totally throws that balance off. And then it shows you how much you need that balance. And I think that's something that I'm kind of trying to figure out. Well, what would I, what's my plant pot? What's my garden, right? Like, what do I want to ditch that I can't, that I can't do? Cause you just can't do everything. And yeah. it's really figuring out what, what, what don't I need and what do I need to prioritize basically, isn't it? Yeah. The, the, the situation that everybody's in in this world right now has really proven to well, sure. I, I think everyone's been quite resilient and, and adapted pretty well for working. But I think people are working more hours than they did when they used to go to an office. Yeah. Because you, you're able to actually work all the time. 
and people don't respect the hours anymore of like, uh, you know, eight to five or yeah. nine to six or whatever. So I think that we, we are out of our routine. And I think the new routines that everybody is in has uh, been a lot of, you know, disruptive, but at the same time too, I'm really happy that we have found that we can work more from home. Yeah. I think, I think this commuting business to a, and it's like, think about just the, the, think about the footprint that you make on the environment for one for commuting yeah and look at all the wasted time and look at all who's getting rich on that when when you are you are having to i mean especially women are trying to always keep the good look and you know have have the right clothes have the right makeup the time that it takes to get yourself ready to go to the office, the commute time itself, the cost of 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 just you know the pure cost and actually moving your body from from one location to another, you 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 lose at least two hours out of your day. You know, I I just don't I just don't think working in the office was a good idea to begin with. I'm so glad that the world proved to themselves that business can still happen without going to an office. Now I understand if you're in commercial real estate, you know, you're sitting on empty buildings or people yeah. who are trying to get out of their leases. And I understand the impact in terms of of real estate, yeah. commercial real estate. <clears throat> but I, I, I'm just so glad that a lot of people proved that we don't have to go into an office. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think the commute is the most revolting thing that's ever been invented. Okay, I'm really passionate about that. Yeah. I think I obviously I'm from London, so we know about how the commute works. You know, right. people can't afford to live in London, so they live on the outskirts and they have to right. travel an hour and a half in, an hour and a half out. There's three hours of your day. So you know, I used to do a job as a journalist in London. It took me an hour and a half to get in. And then I'd have a shoot. So somebody that I'd have to film the other side of London. So I'd like I'd rush into work. I like, it took me an hour and a half to get there. And once I was there, I had to rush all the equipment to the other side of London, rush all the way back. Like, oh my God, like all day I'm just rushing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's just, Terrible. there's no quality of life. Like, you know, especially in London, I'm sure it's probably the same in all these major cities. Same in Tokyo. Yeah, you leave before the sun rises and yep. you're back home after the it's sun has set. Dark. That is not right. quality of life. Right. And, and some of those people doing the commutes on the trains here, they have to stand the entire way. Can you, you can't even get a seat. Yeah, and here. Uh, and it's just Is it expensive in Tokyo? Oh uh, yeah, it, 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 it goes back and forth of being one of the most expensive cities to live in. But if you're really, you know, it just, I guess, depends on which neighborhood you want to be in and how large of a space you want. Uh, but if you do get, a good neighborhood and and a large space. Yeah, it's one of the most expensive cities in the, in the world. I yeah. mean, people always people always tell me, "Oh, well, look at the prices in in San Francisco or look at the places in in uh, another expensive cities like Hong Kong. Singapore is very expensive. Um, you know, Hawaii is very expensive. Also, Norway is very expensive. Yeah. So I know there's there's, there's expensive cities all over. But Tokyo's pretty expensive, but you can live cheap here. It's yeah. just you're, gonna, you're just not going to live in a convenient place and you're not going to live in a big place. You're going to live in a, in a really tiny place. I think what annoys me is kind of um, the the lie that we're told that we need to live in a city in order to do well. So when I was younger, I used to go on holidays to, let's say, like beach towns or whatever. And I'd want to fall in love with the beach. I fall in love with the ocean and the weather and the everything. And I, I'd want to stay there. And then I'd say to myself, oh, well, you know, nothing successful happens here or you can't be successful living here. You have to live in a city. And that's just absolutely rubbish. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think we're going to see a massive exodus from these really expensive cities in the next decade. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to be fascinating. They're already, people are already, you know, yeah. moving out of big cities. And actually, they're moving out of states. Poor California is losing tons and tons of people. 
Yeah, well, I think that's what happens when uh, I won't get into it, but I'm not surprised. It's a pretty liberal state. And unfortunately, the homelessness there is terrible. I mean, my friends were telling me when they go to San Francisco, I mean, I've not been, I don't know. I hear when you go to San Fran, apparently there are people just like shooting up on the streets and, you know, it's just not worth all that money to be in that kind of environment. I don't know. The homeless camps in LA have gotten really... um unbelievable you know it's really it's so interesting they used to have uh, some of the parks used to have when i first arrived here homeless communities where they actually got the mail delivered to their <laughs> to oh, their yeah fascinating it was unbelievable but uh then there was kind of a change in uh, who came into to the local government power and they moved them all out and Nike yeah. came in and built a skateboard park in where they used to live. And, and it's just now, yeah, totally changed. But um, yeah, California is really, especially Southern California is really, really dealing with that. That's a, that's a, that's a whole nother really complex issue. Yeah. I think the move that I'm seeing everybody make down to Texas, down to Florida, is just yeah. insane. Um, I'm following it, but um yeah. Sure, the people down in Austin too are like, "Oh my God, get these Californians out of here!" <laughs> oh yeah, I hear that. I hear you have Democrats moving down to Republican states, voting for the same policies that were implemented up there. So yeah, I'll see how that plays out. It'll be interesting. But Eddie, I want to thank you so much for coming on. It's been so good chatting to you. Been so excited to do this um, because I just think we have a lot in common. I really like your work. I love your energy. I love what you do on YouTube. Um, you've built something so incredible on there. So honestly, well done. I'm following and I, I really enjoy it. Where can people get hold of you, follow you, find out your work? Yeah, I, I really, um, I want to just say though, before that is that I really want to thank you for the most, the more important thing, Leah, is that um, not so much should we have more women in this space, what I really, really think, and I, this I feel very passionate about, is that, yeah, it's totally okay to be a part of two different communities, right? And, oh, yeah. and, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to love you no matter what community you line yourself with. But I think what's really, really important, and I want to thank you for that, is having this cross-communication where, where just because we are into different projects, um, actually, I'm into your project. It's just that yeah. it's, not, it's not the only project that I pay yeah. attention to. So that's why the, uh, I have a Crypto Eddie channel, and it's E-R-I. And, and I've been covering this space in a fairly wide sense. I'm, I'm not, I'm not you know, covering all the alts, but maybe the top, hmm, within the top 50, projects that are out there that have real utility and that's what i'm paying attention to and then um yeah i'm i'm on twitter too of course because those two kind of go hand in hand yeah absolutely i think all this tribalism in my opinion is just bullshit um i don't i don't really think i fit in in any community um I guess you could say I'm a Bitcoiner, but the, the Maxis don't like me anyway. So, you know, that's that. Um, so, because <laughs> I'm interested enough at all. I'm interested. I'm open-minded. I'm interested. Like, uh, you know, and that's what it is. Um, but yeah, to me, look, if, if people are cool and you can have a good chat, then I'm happy to have a good chat, no matter what coins you're holding. So <laughs> thank yeah. you so much for coming on. You're and um, I want to thank everybody for watching. And don't forget to tune in next Thursday for another fabulous guest. See you later. Bye-bye.